Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So I am one of your esteemed hosts, the red-bearded assassin himself, the king of content. I am King Hayes, and I am joined by Miss Lady Haven herself, the boutique and the boobs. We got we got Lady in the building. What's going on to you? Hey. <laughs> How you been? Huh? Yeah. How's your How's your week been? Cussed a few companies out today, but other than that, it's been pretty good. What do you? Why are you? Why are you been cussing people out, man? You know why I've been cussing. People out. <laughs> I sure do. I had to cuss out Amazon. I had to cuss out UPS. I cussed out a couple times. It's just it's horrible. Bad customer yeah. service. Enjoy. It's but and that's the thing. Like all jokes aside, is that bad customer service will make me instantly stop fucking with your company. Like, if you have great customer service and, like, some of the other things are kind of falling off, I could kind of forgive that if you you give awesome customer service. But if your customer service is off, I almost don't care how good anything else you do is. Fuck you. Fuck that customer service. You can keep all that shit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you can be a lot more forgiving when they have good service. But when they don't, it just make you want to go postal. Exactly. Exactly. So fucking them people. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm glad you cussed their asses out. Cuss them out more. Um I remember <laughs> I remember one time I cussed out I it was in Best Buy, which the Best Buy by, by me usually gives me great customer service. And it was one time that legit they just kept walking by me and I flipped the fuck out and they gave me like, I got like a $25 gift card and everything. Cause I'm like, I'm in this, you know me, I'm an electronics person. I had to tell them, I'm like, I'm in this motherfucker all the time. And this is the worst service I ever gotten. Like y'all should know my face by now. And the manager was like, yeah, Mr. Johnson, you know, we've seen you a lot. And you know, how can I make this up to you? I was like, I don't know, but I'm really thinking about going to the best buy. That's like three more miles down the road or whatever. He's like, no, no, no. So yeah, I had a I, I don't I don't play. That's one that's one thing. I'm quiet about a lot. I don't play about no fucking customer service. Exactly. It's, oh, especially if it comes off because it's some black shit, I will fuck a motherfucker mm-hmm. up. Um, but nonetheless. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's episode playing this week the first thing that i want to talk to you about is something that you did talk about on the awakening so a little bit but i want to get into it more as far as like a back and forth is this the the wap or wap whatever you pronounce it from cardi b and megan the stallion the response to this shit has just been like i understand why a lot of these niggas don't get fucked okay thank you so it's not like, just me that's in it, it. And I'm, I'm seeing some of the response to this. And the thing is, and this is my opinion, it made this, this may be an unpopular one. So for the people who are like, what, do you want this daughter influence? I mean, this, um, this video influencing your daughters or whatever. And my thing is, and I'm a parent, I've been a parent since I was 19. 
My thing with this always is, is if a four-minute music video influences your kids more than a lifetime of you raising them, you're doing some shit wrong. And, like, I, and I get it. Like, my thing is, is, like, if they're, let's see if they're seeing it all the time, then that still goes back to your parenting. But, like, me and my kids, and, and just with general, like, we watch horror movies. We watch uh, cop shows. I don't, people don't worry about my my your kids all of a sudden becoming a serial killer because they watch a two-hour horror movie but yet a, a three to four minute music video you worried about your daughters thinking that twerk like it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense nope if it was that easy sit your sit your Not kids in front of every time a female rap artist comes out with a raunchy song it's the same uproar but no one talks about the lyrics that jay-z or Three Six Mafia, or Gucci Mane, or whoever. Tip Drill was my prime example. People fucking loved Tip Drill. Tip Drill, the video was ten times worse than WAP. The lyrics was ten times worse than WAP. Everybody praised Tip Drill, but everybody got a fucking issue with Cardi B song, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It pisses me off. Oh, no, I, I feel it. I feel it. it. I, and, you know, I think... We, we, a we live in a hypersensitive time like people are really sensitive about shit nowadays but ultimately i just think like the reason why people have so much shit or uh, like this with videos now is because people are letting these tablets and youtube raise their kids so it makes sense if you're worried about them seeing yeah. a music video on youtube because you're busy letting like you let your kid front of sit in front of a screen all the motherfucking time so that's what's raising your kids so it makes sense that you're worried about that type of shit that's right. <laughs> nah, like this, that but this type right. of shit pisses me off so bad when people get on that. And then like, I'm just like, y'all just must be some sucky ass parents. Cause I can say this right now. Now, while my daughter hasn't seen it, I wouldn't even give a fuck if she does. Because if, my, if Maya, my oldest daughter does see it, she knows damn well by the way that I parent her, if she tried to do some shit like that, she dying. So is the, my parenting is, I don't know. I don't, I don't get this shit. I don't get it. <laughs> Oh God, she's dying. <laughs> and if and if it's if it's if it was and that video, easy, it, it wasn't even the video per se. It was more the lyrics because the video wasn't that bad. Listen, the fucking lyrics aren't that fucking bad. Like you said, Three Six Mafia and fucking UGK have had way worse lyrics than that like get the fuck out of here with those lyric shit like it's just like us how many how many yeah. how many adult like r&b songs have you went back and and realized the lyrics that now that we're older and it was like we were singing some freaky shit like i used to love genuine so anxious when i was like nine and ten years old listening to that now man listen adina <laughs> howard missy elliott look him i could go on and on and on this is nothing. It's this not, is nothing. It's not. It's not. People need to grow <laughs> the fuck up and get over it. But let's get into the shits, Miss Tia. Um, so the first topic that we have this week <laughs> is one that was brought up uh, in the DM specifically because of me always talking about how I don't like talking on the phone, right? So the so somebody DM me and they were like, "All right, so if your partner." lacks the ability to communicate outside of it just talking on the phone or verbally a lot how do you even the two and so because it's that's an easy question for me to answer because i'm not somebody who likes verbal communication i thought to present it to you 
if you were in a situation with somebody or presented with somebody who did not like to communicate verbally or didn't just wasn't good at it, how would you overcome that? This is a trick question. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, if if we're in the same city, then we would just physically see each other. That would make it a whole lot easier. Like it's easier not to talk on the phone and have that that verbal communication when I could just come see you. So much easier. Um, but that's the only thing. Like I don't know. Outside of talking on the phone, you got to be able to see them. Like, how else are you going to cultivate the relationship if there's no kind of communication at all, whether it's phone conversation or in-person conversation? Sticking your thumb in their ass. That's all the communication that's needed. No, 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 we're not doing that. You already admitted you like the thumb in the butt, so I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, but... No, not not at this stage. We can't even figure out how to communicate. You're not sticking no fingers in nothing, okay? Nothing. But there has to be some kind of balance, and, and, and we have to even each other out. Like, work with me. I know you don't like talking on the phone, but text me instead. Maybe we can text instead of verbally talking. Or maybe you could just call me once a week. I don't care what day of the week it is, but I want to hear your voice at some point. Like, I can't not hear your voice ever. Yeah, fuck all that. What was your response to the person? Fuck all that. That was my exact (laughs) response to that person. (laughs) No, I mean, this is the way that I look at it. And, And while I don't like verbal communication, well, let me not say I don't like it. My thing is, is I don't like the, the idea or feeling that we have to talk just because we're getting like, we're in a situation or whatever, because if, if there's not shit to talk about, I ain't got shit to talk to you about. And if we've been texting all day, I damn sure ain't got shit to talk to you about. Like (laughs) you got to pick one with me because this, and even when I was married and we were living together, I told her, I was like, look, if we text all day, that's fine. If that's what you need, Good. We can text all day long. But when I come in this house and I ain't got shit to say to you, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Because you, you, I, we've talked about it all. What the fuck? Like, there's nothing else to fucking talk about at that point. Oh, my God. You are I'm just off saying. the hook. How? Like, if, if, so if we've, been, if we've been texting all day long throughout work and you ask me how my work day is going two and three times during the day or whatever... And I tell you, what the fuck? Do you want me to tell you the same story? Like, No, but I wouldn't ask you the same thing if I already asked you earlier. That's well, I've said that before, too. About shit. My thing is, is this. you if, if if you come with a subject, we can talk all day. If, if you come with a subject, A, don't expect me to have a lot to say on it, but I will save my part on what I got to say about it. But don't, I don't, I, I, there's not a lot that I have to talk about. Now, if you want to bring up shit, all right, but I'm letting you know right now, if you like want to talk about Chicago PD and you want to be like, oh, did you see what such and such did? Yeah, it was cool. That's all I got for you. I Like, what the fuck do you, we just watched it together. What the fuck do you want me to say? <laughs> oh, I'm just God. saying, I'm just saying, like real talk. <laughs> and I would tell people all day, like too, it's like, and like, it's not that I that I don't want to talk to you. It's that a, I'm very, I'm a direct communicator. This is like, let's 
let's I know I was being jovial and funny before, but let's be so as a direct communicator, I don't like a, a lot of that fluff that people have in conversation. I don't. When you ask me if I like something on you or not, I'm going to say, yeah, I like it on you. That's what you asked me. I ain't got nothing to say else about it. I don't give a fuck how it accentuates none of that shit. That shit you give a fuck about. It either looks nice or it don't. That's all I got for you. <laughs> you ain't lying, though. That's exactly how you are. Hey, exactly. I am very self-aware. If nothing else, I am very self-aware. <laughs> And the thing is, is that, look, I ain't got shit to say most times. I'm just going to be 100% honest. Like, it's it's very short with me. So, like, I don't know. I'm I'm very, I'm I'm poignant with my words. So, the words that I, words mean things. This is why I say this all the time, that words means things. And because I know that, I it doesn't take me a lot to say, to get my point across. I say my one, I feel like most messages can get across in two sentences. If I'm going longer than two sentences, I'm probably going to fuck off on you. See, I noticed this whole phone thing with you very early on. So that's why most of the time, even when we do talk on the phone when it comes to like business and stuff, I let you call me. I very rarely call you. And maybe if I had like a fucked up day and I just want to vent to somebody because I know that you're going to be like the very non-judgmental person and you're just going to listen and you're not going to say a whole lot, then I'll call you. But other than that, I let you call me because normally when you call me, you actually have stuff to talk about and you're more verbal in what you have to say. So I just let you do the calling. <laughs> Listen, I ain't got shit to other say about that, shit. I know you are a texter. That's how we communicate. <laughs> at least you know. I'm just saying, at least you know. All right, so the next topic that we got today is an article that I sent you. I think I sent you this like middle of last week. Uh, the woman who says that she is not pro-black oh, yeah. anymore. <sighs> Reading this article oh. made me want to throw my phone across the fucking room. But how do you feel about, as a black woman? How do you feel about it? Um, let's see. Last week, I, I give me give me the gist of it again. It's been a minute since I read it. It was very long. Yes, it was a extremely long uh, article. So this was about the woman um, that says she's no longer pro-black and she's going to be focused on being pro-black woman. Oh, yeah. Um, she has some decent points. To me, overall, it just sounds like she's been disappointed by, by us. And that was her way of coping with it. She's just going to say, fuck it. I'm not claiming the whole pro-black anymore. I'm just going to do what I do because y'all let me down in so many different ways. That's that's the gist of what I got from it. Well, and then the thing that bothered me in this article is the separation between black men and black women. Like, we're already so divided as, like, we, we're engaged in social media. And her to say that black men are no longer worthy of the support that black women give them is problematic to me. And that's kind of the part that I want to argue because in in a time where we're already divided, like we're, we've been divided for years and black men don't understand black women and black women don't fully understand black men like they think they do. But to me, this is came from, it came from a place of that she's been hurt and disappointed, and I understand that that happens, but now you've let that turn you against black men as a whole, and the, the only issue that I that I 
have with this is that what part do you have to take accountability for the people that you've allowed in your space? Where does your own discernment come into place? Because if you've chosen black men that weren't worthy of your time or whatever, how how, how can you keep blaming all black men when, when you had a choice in this? Where is the point that you're taking accountability for you keep making the wrong choices in men? Yeah, there's no accountability. There wasn't any accountability anywhere. But she hasn't gotten to that point yet. At this point, like based on the article, she's just pointing the finger. She's playing the blame game. She hasn't gotten to that zen point where she can focus in and take that accountability for herself. Because that's exactly what it is. If you keep attracting the same kind of people around you, then it's you. It's not them. She ain't got there yet. Yeah. And then then, something else that's mentioned in this article was that... um, Black women die uh, uh, at a higher rate than white people by black men. And nine times out of ten, black women know their assailants or their murderers before. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see the stats on how that how that plays into Because I think most people know their murderers before they're murdered. And maybe that's just my misconception. But I don't know. It just seemed like this whole article was built around the fact of wanting to tear down black men. And just to say... Rather than say, hey, I don't feel in my situations that I've been supported by, by black men, to write a whole article to basically tear down black men as a whole is is problematic. And that's that's my issue. Yeah, it wasn't a very good article. It, it's, it was just a vent session, really. And it's really something she could have called and told one of her girlfriends as opposed to writing out and posting for the world to see. Okay. But again, that accountability is very important, and she needs to get on that ball because that will take you far. Okay, <laughs> definitely, definitely, very I fucking far. I feel that. The next step that we got is one that um, was submitted again to us. It's not necessarily an email, but it's just, hey, I want to hear what you guys talk are thinking about this, and that is online dating. Um, and this is a topic that I think me and you've even talked about. It's been covered co- kind of at nauseum is online dating and what it means. But th- this person f- pointed out. Uh, something and that was that online dating has has a higher success rate uh, of I think it's like 30 percent of of leading to marriage than even blind dating or, or meeting someone in your normal life now I guess because it's, it, it, when you meet people in the world like you almost don't know what their goal is and you kind of have to filter through it but I think like with online dating that is more maybe the higher success rate as far as if even if you look at marriage being successful i still want to know as like how long do they stay married but if you look at just the number of how many lead to marriages in in the last i think they said the uh, article is in like the last two or three years but i think it's just because people put it all out on, on on online dating like you can say hey i'm looking for marriage if you just meet someone in a starbucks you don't know what they're fucking looking for necessarily so maybe that's why what do you, what do you think here in that number When I think of of it being more successful, I automatically go to the people that pay for dating sites. Mm, okay. Because I feel like if you pay, there there are more filters to go through. Like you can you can weed out people more easily. Like with the free services like Tinder and POF, it's kind of like a free for all. Like you just pick and choose. You got to filter through your own innocence and kind of gauge where people are at. People lie, like, you know. But when you are really serious about wanting to be in a relationship, you pay for the service. And you are very adamant and streamlined about what you want. And you're going to stick to that. And some of these... um, 
subtly, which one is the dating service that has the commercial with the old white guy? Do you know? I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit. I don't even watch oh, live TV to I, see commercials. So, <laughs> well, that one, like, they have all these tests that they put people through. Kind of like, um, like what Married at First Sight does. Like, they have all these psychologists coming questionnaires, and they kind of match people that way. So that 30% probably is for the people that decide to pay for online dating services because you have filters like those compatibility tests and things like that. Mm-hmm. But with free service, you don't get all of that. You might as well. The free service is the same as social media. You go through, you see somebody's pictures, you read their profile, you decide if you want to swipe right or swipe left. And they inbox you. And that's just the end of it. Makes sense. I think, like, you know, I don't have very much experience on online dating. So I really, this is, like, the online dating thing is just not something that I can really comment on. Because I don't have very much experience in it. And I don't like people. So, I mean, it's just, I this for my personality type, I just don't think it'll work. But, um, it, I mean, it's definitely interesting, right? Like, especially when you say the paid one versus the free ones. I think. You know, I, I maybe maybe it's something I could try to do some research on, and we can come back with some more solid numbers across the board uh, next week when we record, and maybe we can do it that way because you know this is something that I think it'll be cool to kind of talk about and see like break maybe a breakdown by each dating app or site and see what the six overall success rates are, and we can, we can try to use that. Even like Facebook dating is something too that that's really been popping off lately. So uh, yeah, maybe we can look into that. I hear Facebook dating is fucking horrible. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's I signed up for it for not even one full day. It was like an hour or two. When I saw like the pics, I was like, no, I cut that shit off immediately. I'm good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, the thing with me, like, what do you? Okay, so this this is my, and this kind of leads into one of the emails that we got, and you you'll kind of understand it when we get to that. No. Your mom is is single. Your parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. How how what would be your reaction if your mom met someone on Tinder and brought them home? On Tinder, yeah. Like if you found out your mom or Christian Mingle, because your mama is devout. So if Christian Mingle <laughs> and she and she and she brought somebody from Christian Mingle home, <laughs> um, I wouldn't necessarily feel a way about Christian Mingle. I would ask a lot of questions. Like, I would grill the hell out of this person, though, because everybody on Christian Mingle ain't Christian. So mm-hmm. my thing would be to figure out what the hell their motives are and um, kind of go from there. Okay. But, but I wouldn't feel no way. Like, I actually, my mom is a very good woman. She's a very catering woman. She's very mm-hmm. um, sensitive to the needs of others. I want her to be remarried. She deserves to be remarried. So if she meets that person on Christian Mingle, your mama thick. I might be the one to save her, to sign her up. I'm asking, is your mama thick? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my mama is thick like your mama is thick, okay? Listen, you ain't even have to throw my mama under the bus like that. We ain't talking about my mama right now. We talking about your mama. Mama is shaped like a Coke bottle, all right? She... Is she on Tinder? <laughs> she better not be. I will shut. I will shut all that shit down. Like fuck all that. I'm that son. Let me find out you to mess some nigga on Tinder. I'm shutting all. I just scared off too many of my mama's boyfriends as is. I will. That motherfucker won't last long. I, as much as I hate St. Louis, I will be in St. Louis that day staring down a motherfucker. So I ain't even worried about it. Well, 
Well, shit, if my mama brings somebody home from Christian, nigga, I'm calling you. I'm sending you on the first flight to D.C. Like, come check this nigga out real quick. <laughs> All right. So that's it, for, <laughs> that's it for the topics this week. We'll get into our, our listener emails. But before that, you know what we got to get into. We got to get into the cookie of the week. Who was your cookie of the week this week to you? You know, I'm actually, I didn't have a cookie of the week this week. I was looking for one. But... Now that I have one in my head, it just popped up. Kisa Dockett. Her name is Beautiful Disaster on Instagram. She does photography. She does poetry. She's a really good photographer, actually. Um, she's more geared toward, like, taking pictures of nature. Really pretty, like, scenes. Um, gorgeous girl. She was supposed to be one of my original models for Lady Haven, but she is one of those people that prefers to be behind the camera and not in front of the camera. Shaped like a Coke bottle. Mama is everything, okay? But yes, Kisa Docket, a.k.a. Beautiful Disaster, is this week's cookie of the week. And I'll be sure to put her picture on the Loveless and Badass Soul page so that y'all can see her. She got pretty feet. I don't know, nigga. I ain't seen her feet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I don't know. This is something that I she need you nice to get body. together. I don't know about the damn feet. I, see, fuck I all that. that. Fuck all that. You. Okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and get into a break. We'll come back. We're going to get into our questions. Our, uh, listen, our questions from our listeners, if I can get untongue tied. I'll be, we'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right, Tia, we're back. So this first letter, uh, like I said, this kind of feeds into what we just talked about. I'm going to read this now. The title of this one is, How Do I Deal With My Mom's Shithead Boyfriend? My parents divorced a while ago for, for the better. About a year and a half ago, my mom, who is 55, met this guy who is 34 years old. I live away from home and didn't think anything of it. He fixed stuff around the house and seemed to make her happy. I was always a little suspicious of the age difference and what his intentions were. My mom makes six figures and this dude, well, I don't know what he does. Every time I ask, I get some weird runaround answer. He's probably a drug dealer then. Um, <laughs> she lets him use her nice car, bought him a new phone, and put him on her plan. She lets him stay over whenever and buy some whatever he wants. So I went up to my mom's last week to take her two dogs and rehome them for her. She says she can't handle them anymore. I said fine and went to pick them up. I get there and I get there and the house I haven't been in the, to the house in six months is in parentheses is completely decked out inside and out with monitor motion sensors, cameras, spotlights, rings, etc. This guy set them all up and I was just like, what the fuck? Why? So now I'm suspicious and and call up to her coworker of 25 years to do a little digging. Turns out the guy is a control freak. 
The co-worker has been begging my mom to ditch this guy since they met. Apparently, he has felonies, no job, and has threatened my mom with revenge for porn if she cuts off the cash flow to his wallet. She never brought this up to me, and, and frankly, I don't know why or how to bring it up to her. I don't even know how to help in this situation. Any suggestions? God damn it. Listen. First of all, you don't got no cousins, no big brothers. Why is your fifty-five-year-old mother recording homemade porn? She bought that life. That's all I can say about what that. But that? listen, <laughs> she dickmatized. You may, you may have lost, you may have lost this one. I don't even know if there is any coming back for this one, Tia. What do you think? Um, you know, this is a this is a problem for the streets. Like this. This is where you call your hood nigga friends and your your around the way guy friends and and kind of scare him into giving up the phone and the email address so that you can delete whatever's in there and putting him out and going on about your business because there's no other way to do it. If he's that much of a control freak, your mother is older. You got to have the, the brothers or the uncles or the cousins take care of that. You got to. Because the police not going to do with so much. Like, the police not going to do nothing until he actually puts the videos and pictures up. It's real funny with, like, protective orders and stuff per state. But, uh, yeah, you need to let the family and, and the, the hood friends deal with that. That's what if she don't have no hood right friends? And what if her family is all like uppity people who don't know how to fight? L- listen, okay, this is my thing. First, I'm a dude, so it's, I can only say so much because if somebody was doing this shit to my mom and I found out they shit and them is going to be all fucked up. That's it. This is just going to be... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take all they shit out. I'm going to light it on fire. I'm going to wait till they come out trying to talk shit and then I'm beating their motherfucking ass. Now you didn't got your ass beat and you ain't got no shit. But she can't do that. She's a girl. This, yes, you can. This is what you do, right? You take cues from the movies that we watch. You First of all, you put Don on the floor, so if he tries to run up on you, he slips and busts his ass. Then at that point, you tase his motherfucking ass, and then you pick up a bat on the side, and you beat his motherfucking ass. That is a three-piece combo that I don't care the size of nobody. They can't come back from. Once they fall and bust their ass, you hit them with the taser. At that point, they're discombobulated and beat their ass with a bat. Hit them in the head the first time. This motherfucker gotta go. Like, first of all, you threatening my mama with revenge porn, which I'll talk to my mama about why the fuck she recording porn in the first place, but you threatening my motherfucking mama. Somebody gotta die. <laughs> I mean, but then again, if mama making six figures, mama can afford to move. Why should to mama have to move out her house? Because, no, nah, fuck all that. No, nah, fuck all that. I'm gonna ask mama if I, I can loan yeah, about... T- then you gotta think about retaliation and all that, because if you're just a woman and you're giving a nigga he always, he could come back, because, you nah, know. Ain't no coming back from that shit. You, that's why I said hit him in the head with the bat. He, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be retarded after that. You ain't even gotta worry about it. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, this, this, this is what I would say, is that, and then <sighs> You know, I I always give my crazy answers and then I followed up with something sensible. So my sensible answer to this is, and I think sometimes as the children, we're afraid to have those real conversations with our parents, but sometimes we got to let our parents know that they fucking up. This is real talk. You got to, you got to stop being afraid to bring it up to or worry about how you're bringing it up to. And you got to say, look, mom, I know what the fuck's going on. This shit is not cool. We got to get this motherfucker the hell up out of here. And usually when I'm going to say usually. Because there, it can go one of two ways. Either that embarrassment will make her be like, damn, my daughter knows I got to fix this shit. 
Or sometimes, unfortunately, that embarrassment makes them double down and get even closer to the person who's abusing them. Um, but you got to kind of, I, I would say you just got to pull the Band-Aid off and you just got to have a real conversation with your mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the conversation should be the hardest part. That's the easy part as far as I'm concerned. Because you want to do what's in the best interest of your mother. You hide in the fact that you know is not in her best interest. So you might as well just say, look, I know what's happening. How can we How can we fix this? Do you want to leave? Like, figure out where her head is. And then if she wants to leave, then that's when you know what you can do to get him the fuck up out of there and stay away. True. But talking to her should be the easy part. You definitely say something. Talk to her like she's one of your girlfriends. At this point, both of y'all are grown. So it ain't... I'm sure you got a few videos and tapes and, and some niggas' phones, too. So, you know, that shit is normal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it a big deal. <laughs> Don't make oh, it a big man. deal. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. Let's move into the next one. The ne- uh, This next one is our last email for today. And this one reads, the more my boyfriend wants sex, the less I'm attracted to him. So this one reads, what? I love uh, Let's read it. I love my boyfriend of a year very much. He is a lovely person who brings joy to his surroundings and my life. I truly feel happy with him. I'm his first relationship and his first sexual partner. The problem is his form of seducing me is literally telling me that he is horny and he wants to fuck. That's it. It does not make me me in the mood at all and even makes me want it less. Sometimes when we're together, he tells me he is horny. And when I say that I'm not in the mood, he proceeds to ask me if he can masturbate. I truly don't care if he does. But when he asks me about everything and proceeds to put porn and masturbate right in front of me, I feel well weird. I feel like I should be there to please him, but I just don't want to. And I feel weird that he is asking me. And I feel like I'm not enough to overcome libido for one day. The thing is, very often he masturbates with porn. He can't even do anything later. So if I'm horny, tough luck. And God, God, I can't get into the mood when his form of seducing is always asking. I can understand that. Before you ask, do I initiate it? And quite often. Uh, I do initiate it and quite often. I already tried taking uh, talking to him, but he doesn't get it when I get frustrated. When I got frustrated yesterday, he started having a panic attack and begged me to be happy. I just want to be 100% happy. I just can't when he does this. Please help. Listen, this is why as an adult, I don't want no fucking virgin. I don't want it. I don't need the clinginess. I don't want that shit. I don't, I don't got time to go through the awkward phases. If you don't know how to seduce, I ain't got time for none of that shit. And honestly, when you, you have to almost with this email, I have to go back to like a young 12, 13 year old haze that was fucking and I had just started. I didn't know how to fucking seduce. My thing was, hey, is you going to suck this dick or no? What is we doing? So like even 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 though he's he's older and she mentions that he's 25 years old, he's this is completely new to him. You were the first you were the only pussy he didn't been in. Listen, he can masturbate all day long, but it ain't nothing like some warm gushy. Like you you heard the Cardi B song. So like I kind of understand it. I I couldn't imagine being an adult and be a virgin and lose my virginity because my thing is, is I'm knocking motherfuckers out. Like I'm I'm trying to break everything off the frame at that point. Like, cause that's what it is when you first like this, the learning to seduce and be enticing and, um, and, uh, you know, be engaging and erotic and stuff like that, that all comes with time and experience. He doesn't have that. So I don't know. What do you think to you? I think, 
Um, if your thought process is to break it off, I think before you go to an extreme, I mean, I heard you say that you talked to him about it, but maybe show him how to seduce, show him and tell him very specifically in, in detail what it is that you like and how you like it to be done. If you want wine and dinner, tell him that the best way is wine and dinner. If you want him to foreplay with you all day via text, by sending cute little messages, then tell him that that's what you need. I think you have to be more uh, detailed in how you want to be seduced and not just tell him that this is the wrong way to do it. Like, are you giving him a solution or are you just telling him that what he's doing is wrong? And then if that doesn't work, if you don't want to let go of the relationship, there's always sex therapists. Sex therapists can maybe teach him how it should be done. And then if that doesn't work, then you can just let him go because at this point, he just... It's gonna need more. He gonna need more time. Them the only options I got for you. <laughs> and, uh, you, you really do. Like you have to at this point realize that you're teaching him from the ground up. So you got to stop being afraid to verbalize, and you got to yep. like, I, I like, I get it. You said he had emotional uh, a panic attack or whatever, but fuck that panic attack, cause like it ain't it ain't worth. <laughs> listen, it ain't worth me sitting around being unhappy just because you're gonna have a panic attack. You need to put on your big boy pants and get over the bullshit. In my opinion, like. It's just real talk. Like, we, fuck we, that we, panic attack. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that panic attack. Fuck that shit. Like, that shit's all a ploy to me. Like, you pan you getting panicked because I, I told you that you just saying, hey, I'm horny. Is it like you? That's what you, if that's giving you a panic attack, I hate to see how he deals with the rest of adult life. Like, God forbid the first time he, don't, he ain't gonna have money to pay a bill because that motherfucker is gonna commit a fucking murder. Like, I don't, I don't get that shit personally, but you know, um, I, I just oh, think you, like, you know what? The next time you tell him something and he has a panic attack, in the midst of his attack, I need you to be like, listen, if you think this is bad, imagine if this doesn't work with me and you go deal with other women who are way more vocal and not as nice as me. Mm. You're going to get some type of critique about your sex game the rest of your life now that you're having sex, whether it's good, whether it's bad, or whether it's indifferent. And every woman doesn't like the same thing. So yeah. one I might like this, and the next woman might like that. You can't have a fucking panic attack every time somebody tell you about yourself. Grow the fuck up and get over it. That's what you need to say in the midst of the attack. <laughs> fuck that calming down shit. Fuck all is. that shit. Get over that shit. Like you got it. Like I don't understand these people, man. Like for real. Like shit. This motherfucker. Mm. Like, like so I, damn man. I, I and that's the thing. Like people, you know. I, and I mess with you about being a nigga. People say I have no heart because, like, at the end of the day, the way that I and this is uh, the way that I look at most shit is like if it's not if it's not going to kill me then I need to figure out, a, either way, at some point, you got to figure out a way to overcome it at some point or get over it or something. So I just focus on that. Like, people get all caught up in, in their feelings about shit, and it's like, all right, so you're going to let this take you down? Because if that's what you're going to do, all right, well, then let it take you down then, but I got to keep it moving. I got to keep it motherfucking moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he need, he need a, a little more guidance, that's all. Just a little more guidance. Do you think, uh, like, honestly, and I, maybe maybe this is how we end the podcast. Do you think that at this point, the age that you're at now, and you're you're where you are sexually, that you would want to deal with somebody who's losing their virginity to you? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No, nope. I'm good. Man, listen. I need somebody with a little experience. 
okay? See, my thing is especially know what you're doing. I don't want to have to guide you. My thing is, especially like with me being into BDSM, I'm all, I'm kind of used to have having to teach people. So from the teaching aspect, that's not what bothers me at all. Or 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 yeah, them having to learn. My thing is, is like the clinginess and the the stupid ass questions. Like if if you are at least mature and maybe you like look up sexual stuff or you like or whatever, and you you come in with a, a certain level. My thing is, I ain't got time to build you from the ground up. You got to come in with at least some knowledge if you ain't coming in with the experience. Like, come in with a list of shit you want to try. Because if it's just up to me, I'm going to have your ass tied up somewhere. And you're going to be wondering how the fuck you ended up with something in your ass, locked up, locked, trapped in the fucking basement, tied the fuck up in bondage. And then now I got to deal with how you going how you gonna to react to this shit. I ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you don't have safe words. So that would be... Terrifying as fuck to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop is not gonna mean shit. I don't like this is not gonna mean shit. Like, none of that shit is gonna mean nothing. They're gonna feel like they gonna have to go to the police after they done with you because you don't have no no work. They gonna feel like they was raped or something. I don't know. Don't you can't deal with somebody that's that's not experienced. That's not a good look for you. You can't do that. Oh man, I hate you for that. I hate you for that. Oh God. Oh, that is hilarious, man. 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 I remember that episode, right? I remember that very vividly. No safe word. Because you know what he said? He got in the camera like this and he said, fuck all that. Remember that. I swear, the next person I'm having sex with, I'm not saying nothing. I'm randomly sticking something in their ass, like whether it be a, a dildo, something is getting a thumb, several thumbs, like something's getting stuck in their ass. And I just want to see how they react. I'm not gonna give no indication that I'm doing it. I'm just gonna do that shit. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Oh man! So next week, on next week's episode, just as a little preview for the listeners, I want T. This is for you too. I want people to do their research on this because I was gonna I was gonna talk about it this week, but I, I I know I posted it in our group, but I don't know if you actually got a chance to like watch it or catch up on the story. I really want to talk about this John the Con YouTube page and this whole situation. Um, so let's talk about that next week. Do do get take the next week to like watch some videos, listeners. Homework for you guys as well, and then we're gonna break it down because I I have several different opinions on this, and some may be harsh towards the woman, some are definitely harsh towards the guy. Um, but I really want to talk about that next week. Okay. And then also, go ahead. Easy peasy. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So, um, but that's it. You got anything left, lady? No, this was an easy week. This was an easy week. It was pretty straightforward and easy. I'm still recovering from being on the road for like I was on the road for a total of like 13 hours and like in in a 30 hour stretch. So I'm fucking I'm pooped. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I'm glad that I was able to still have the energy that I usually have. But if only y'all knew how fucking loopy I am right now, y'all would be like, how the fuck did he even pull this shit together? Um, and then next week I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up on the theme that I talked about on the on the Awakened Soul on this because I want to talk to you about it as someone who knows me. Uh, because people have brought up like my duality, the fact of like how am I so funny on this but not as funny on the Awakened Soul. So I want your opinion on it. So that's just some more homework to do for you. Um, next week is gonna be a really good episode. So we'll talk about that. But uh, T, if there's nothing enough, get up on your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here.
this is the first lady. You can catch me at duh, D-A-F-I-R-S-T underscore L-A-D-I on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at Love, Lust, and B-A-S pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, lovelustandbas at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail instead of just typing in your email, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one adult podcast in the world. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.